No, 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 that was not a repeat of last January. January 13th, 2018. It felt like a repeat ending last night as it was a low-scoring dogfight game. And the game ends with Julio Jones jumping for a ball on the side of an end zone and not getting it. And the Eagles win a game, frankly, maybe they shouldn't have. Um, Maybe you want to call it luck. Maybe you want to call the defense played out of their mind. Whatever you do want to call it. They won the game, and a very tough game, and a game they made a lot of mistakes, in a game where Nick Foles was not great. And it, it's a great way to start the year because, you know, a lot of teams don't win that game. The There was back-to-back times in the second half where the, the, you just gave away momentum to the Falcons, and one was one of the dumbest plays I've, I've seen in the NFL in a long time, and that was Trey Sullivan essentially essentially giving the ball to them on the 30-yard line for trying to start a fight. I mean, Darren, it was it was the worst play of the game. Darren Sproles calling fire, fire on the ball on the ground. And, and you know, young kid, fairly new to the league, he gets caught in a, in a blocking battle and starts going after the guy. Next thing you know, he touches the ball and the Falcons recover. That and then the Dallas Goddard, you know, getting tattooed, it's, you know, right as he catches it and, and the ball being intercepted were, were two times back-to-back. He had big third-down stops. You know, you think you get the ball back. The offense had been rolling a little bit, and nope, just gave momentum right back. A lot of teams don't overcome that, but a lot of teams don't have this Eagles defense, and I think that's what you hang your hat on last night. Jim Schwartz was phenomenal. I thought Ronald Darby outside of the third down play towards on the final drive was phenomenal. I thought Chris Long is it, played a great game. It, it, it's such an underrated signing, Chris Long. He 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 played great. The defense was was tremendous. They really were. Even Sidney Jones for the first game out there played played really well. Jordan Hicks played really well and, and you didn't even notice Nigel Bradham not being out there so now imagine Bradham and Hicks together next week and Fletcher Cox my goodness that man can move mountains they, they, they it looks like they have the same DNA of fabric as they did last year when they were the ultimate bend but don't break defense they'll, they'll allow yards they'll allow you to move in between the 20s but come red zone that is no easy task going on that defense, especially in close. Steve Sarkeesian should be questioned, frankly, as the Falcons' offensive coordinator because some of his red zone calls were just, were just frankly, bad. Um, <laughs> so here's Matt Ryan's. Check this stat line out. It's unbelievable. Matt Ryan now 1-4 in Lincoln Financial Field. Now 0-3 versus Jim Schwartz and this defense. Matt Ryan in the red zone last night, one for nine, interception. He was 0 for three with an interception targeting Julio Jones. Matt Ryan is one for 20 targeting Julio Jones in the end zone the last two seasons, including the playoffs. That's unbelievable because Julio Jones, frankly, uh, had a great game. <laughs> that that one the one play, the the 52-yard play where they... they they called it incomplete after review. I was I was shocked at because I 
I couldn't really tell. It looked there at the end as he has the ball pinned against his shoulder pad that the tip of the ball did make contact with the turf. The The angles on it weren't great. The one that should have been great, Jalen Mills, completely blocked the angle, and then they had to go to the overhead game or the overhead camera, and it was really tough to tell. It really was, so whatever. But Julio Jones had a great game, but so did Ronald Darby, and Ronald Darby was on him at the end of the game and, and used his momentum against him and, and dragged him out of bounds, and it really did look like a uh, <laughs> exact finish of the January playoff game. Uh, unbelievable start to the season. Nick Foles was bad. Uh... For some reason, they weren't pounding the rock with Jay Ajayi last night when it was pretty obvious that every time he entered the game, they were a better offense. He was getting four to six yards of positive play every time. And Corey Clement, until that one, I guess in the third quarter, I was frankly shocked he didn't score on it. It was the fourth quarter. I think there was about four or five minutes remaining. Um, I, I thought he, he should have scored. He just had to be one guy in an open field full speed. Uh, but regardless, he didn't have his best game. Darren Sproles, God, uh, <laughs> how much can you love that little guy? Like the heart of a warrior. He's just, he's just, he's great. But you know, featuring him as the running back to start the game, I, fa- you know, and then you start thinking, oh man, is Ajayi hurt more than more than when practice let on? You know, where is he? Where is he? And then he comes in, and boom, boom, boom. It opened up the RPO a little bit because he was running it. The defense had to respect that, and then that opened up some passing lanes. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I think, had um, 17 catches for 43 yards or something absurd. He was averaging like .7 yards a catch last night. Uh, But he caught everything his way. Came up big on a couple third downs. Zach Ertz was good. He He was your most targeted receiver offensively, but... You know, obviously had two fairly big drops. I think they were both on third downs there last night. Uh, but it's clear Jay Ajayi is your workhorse back. Uh, and Clement and, and Sproles are going to be your, your complimentary pieces. Uh, you know, and a lot of receiving and all that out of the backfield. Um, but Jay Ajayi is, is a special player. There's a reason he's, I believe over the last three years in the NFL, he's in the top five in yardage. Uh, and I think he's up there in touchdowns a little bit too. So, you know, I predicted that the going into the year he was going to have about 900 yards and eight touchdowns. Well, he's already a quarter of the way to that touchdown total. So Jay Ajayi looks like he is poised for a big year. He looked quick. He looked physical. He looked great. He was, to me, uh, the highlight of the offense, obviously having two touchdowns. But the highlight of the night offensively was clearly... Swaggy, big balls, Doug pulling out the fully the Philly special again, or Philly Philly, whatever you want to call it. It's all been lost in translation at this point. It wasn't exactly the same play as it, it wasn't a direct snap to Clement, and Foles wasn't in motion. But other than that, it was the same exact play. And, and Nelson Aguilar hits Nick Foles in stride with a beautiful pass. It kind of spurred a drive, and and it, it definitely gave the crowd energy. And it was it was a great great play. And Sam, if you can cue up Doug talking after the game uh, about you know it, it's a funny back in court fourth first Sam start with the one that says reporter says Philly Philly. Um, it, it, here's Doug talking about calling Philly Philly again last night. That's where we got it from. We just we just put different people in the game. <laughs> hey coach, where'd you get that play call? 
Uh, yeah, no, it's, it was the New England play. And then here's Doug talking about why at that point in the game he decided to call Philly Philly with Nick. There was a play we had uh, put in for this week. Uh, it was a play that was in our third down menu. Uh, we were on the correct hash mark, and it was the right time of the game. Call it. Philly Philly. Yeah! Play. I mean... How incredible is that? Like, I'm sure people joked about it. Like, oh, yeah, Doug's going to run the Philly Philly tonight, this and that. I don't think anybody, like, actually thought he was going to do it. <laughs> that was uh, that was just a lot of fun. I think we all started kind of smiling. And I, I frankly was laughing a little bit like, oh, man, that Doug did it again. Look at him. He doesn't care. He just went right Philly Philly right in your face. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great win for them last night. And, and Doug, there was a report, I guess, right before the game. And we forgot to talk about the, the weather delay. That was just absolute torture. And I do think that NBC had one of their their worst nights production-wise as a unit. But what what I found strange... Oh, those, was, are your old, those are your people, man. You I know. You can't be calling out NBC sports call, like it, that. I mean, I, they... I, it looked like a preseason game. Al for you. Michaels is is on his way out, right? Well, like yeah. he's real quick. He's green, go. green zone, yay or nay? What's the green zone? That thing they were doing with the first down marking, where they would highlight the the yards to go. It's not the red zone; it's the green zone. So I don't even like, think I noticed that. Real? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was at Sugar House. So. Yeah. Still, come on, guy. Well, I don't. Well, there's your answer. I didn't notice it enough for it to bother me. Oh, it was it's not like that flashy dot on the puck. No, but it was pretty noticeable. It's um, you're just anti the fluorescent colors on the field. I now? actually kind of liked it, but everybody I saw online last night talking about it was ripping it. Well, did you watch the game solo or with people? One one person. Okay, I was curious if it, my wife went to sleep in the midway through the first quarter. That, that game, <laughs> listen. and I was like, oh, cool. I only have uh, you know four more hours of this because there was 29 flags and a 45 minute delay. I'm delirious on no sleep right now, and that just. It was brutal, uh, flag-wise and delay-wise and, and all of that. You know what's crazy? As ugly of a game as that was in the first half, and the offense was atrocious, and as many flags as you just laid out were called, and the delay is slow as that game was in the first half, I guarantee you that there are record numbers for that game. Probably. and I- And which is ridiculous in its own right. That people will just sit through and watch. It whatever. was torturous. It, it, the that first, first half was brutal. That was one of the worst first yeah, halves. It was, it was really. It was ugly. a preseason game. But it you, was. I mean, Baldy said it on Thursday. The September is your new preseason. Well, think about it though. That's what we've been talking about for the last 10, 14 days, and people calling up and saying, "Oh, don't worry about Nick Foles. It's just the preseason. Nobody cares about the preseason." And the response was always, "It's not the win or the loss. It's not." If they score a touchdown, it's just how bad everybody looked. And then you got guys out there for the first time. Like Nelson, there was timing issues. You saw drops, bad drops last night. Yeah, uh, you know, the one Goddard play, I think, one, it's on him as a rookie to to learn that that was a zone defense there and kind of sit in the pocket of the zone instead of continuing into the safety's path. And two, I think Nick Foles was a little late hitting him and two didn't have enough zip on it so yeah. that led to the perfect timing of of basically the helmet on the ball popping it up in the air so you know i had a tweet last night like you know tough to blame goddard on that one right inexperience and Foles kind of like buddy balled him right into it and people are like you're making it like 
The Philadelphia fan is going nowhere, mind you. Oh, I love they They were booing <laughs> you last can't, night. Bo- don't give him an excuse. Yeah, there was some boos. I mean, like, people were like, "You, he's got to make that play, blah, blah, blah. Remember we were asking questions, I think, like, a couple days before the game. Yeah. yeah. What's it going to be like? Is is this going to be a sense of euphoria? Yeah. And right away, nah. people just like, now. <laughs> Philly Sorry. fans are going nowhere at its core. Isn't that um, great, though? Isn't that yeah, refreshing? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but... Before the game, I guess Ian Rappaport had a tweet or a report, whatever you want to call yeah, it. This out. guy's not going to quit, Austin Carson, huh? Well, he was right the first time. Well, that's what that, I'm saying. So that means that his source is probably pretty good. Same and, source? Uh, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, I would think it's the same source. But he, I didn't even see this until Doug was asked about it after the game. Um, well, that's that new function on Twitter where they hide stuff on purpose. <laughs> uh, but he he's saying, you know, Wentz could be out a month, this and that. Uh, maybe it's not the Colts game. I mean, if it's not the Colts game, if it's one more week, really, what's the big deal? Titans is fine with me. Yeah, I mean, look. I get nervous when his first game's against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want him to get one under his belt before then. But this was the toughest game of the first quarter of the season. Yeah. And they won. Yeah. So... There's no reason they can't go three and one in these first four, even with Nick Foles. So if the doctors, you know, if that's what it means, that's what it means. Give them that month. Um, but Doug was asked about the report by Ian Rappaport after the game, and he did handle it a little bit differently, and I guess you could say better than he did the week prior. Uh, yeah, on what on the uh, flustered at the report uh, about Wentz being out. I've seen it, but uh, uh, I'm going to, you know, um, investigate that a little bit more and, and, and see see where where and why and when that came out. But um, I'm not going to comment too much more. Uh, Doug's about to be like uh, Trump. He's going to be setting everybody up on lie detectors. Who's talking to Rappaport? Well, I think he has to have an idea at this point. I, I would think so. There's only one or, or maybe three people mo- at most who have all this different type of well, information. That was my theory of why he was so angry. We could sick Sixers Twitter on it. They'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we could. Well, they they eyed, pretty nasty. They eyed Batini in a matter of <laughs> weeks. They had that thing figured out fast. Yeah. I, I just don't think that Doug Peterson's going to go down that road again. No, and, I think he realized that was out of character for him, and the backlash wasn't worth it. And Well, two things changed. What changed is... Nick Foles went out there and won a football game. He didn't win it, but he was part of a win. So he can kind of exhale. Yeah, he was weird. He, well, he Foles didn't play good, no, and, he, but he wasn't like... He was bad at times. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't as bad as like his quarterback rating was like a 53 or something, something awful. Well, he had a couple of drops, but... Uh, I think the Mike Wallace ball, he had um, Alfred beat on that one. He kind of over underthrew oh, it, totally it in the underthrown. end zone. Yeah. And there was a couple times where he was just a little bit late on guys. But pocket presence-wise, I thought he was kind of okay, you know, after the first quarter. Yeah, he got out for a little bit. I, I think it was after the first half, like last year, after I, the after first half. After the Philly special came, he kind of got a little little swag under him. And how incredible is Doug going back to that? Yeah, I don't know how many more times we're going to see that this year, but <laughs> that, that was pretty cool seeing uh, that last Trey Burton tweeted, at Nelson Aguilar, nice-looking pass, bro, like finger emojis yeah. up, and that was really cool. Joel B tweeted at that time, uh, oh, my God, Philly special goats emojis. Yeah, wow, I was like, this is great. All right, I'm, I'm over it now. <laughs> Let's check in with Dwayne in I'm Richmond. Out. He's all fired up about the birds. What's up, Dwayne? Hey, man, I, I was so nervous last night. I know, you know right? The end of the game was brutal. <laughs> yeah, I was so, and, and it's just like, man, I mean, it, 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 it took years off my life, I swear it did. 
I'm just glad we, uh, you know, we, we got that win because you want to go into the season one and zero, and you know, give Carson Wentz some time to get ready. But you know, I think everybody played well. I got two questions. Number one, even last year, I don't know what the big hype about Jalen Mills. To me, he was the weakest link yesterday. He's always playing off. I understand it was Julio Jones, but he's always playing off. He, he's still getting beat on the double moves. I'm like, yo, put this dude in the slot and go ahead and put Sidney yeah, out there. Dwayne, to your point, I think, I think Jalen allowed <laughs> – he was up there with like most yards allowed without like allowing, you know, uh, points against. There was some stat about him, but he does give up yards. He's like your ultimate bend don't break cornerback. But man, he, I'm telling you Dwayne, he shuts it down in the red zone. Once it's a, once it's a smaller field, he's a really good player. Yeah, I, I don't know though. I mean, how he wasn't tested in the red zone last night. The Falcons fell apart in the red zone. Yeah, well, Steve Sarkeesian yeah, he, needs to answer some 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 questions. Yeah, down there. I mean, Darby was the, who, the Darby guy that they great. tested a couple of yeah, times Darby, in the red zone, and he yeah, came up huge. One more, yeah, one more question. Yeah. if a giant continues to play like that, do you think we sign him or he's gone? It's tough with running backs in that big market. And Dwayne, thanks yeah, for the call. I wouldn't even think about that at this point. Uh, you're, you're I mean, week one into a season no. when she's owed money, like. You can you can replace. Here's the thing, and and this is why I wouldn't even think about it because he's going to be more than just part of that system. He's going to be the feature back if you have one. He's a stud this year. With that said, but he's got the he's on so replaceable knee. because of the position. Well, the whole position is that's, in the that's yeah, my it's point. It's not unique to the Eagles by any means, right? And, so I'm not even focused on that. There's somebody else that that is going to have to get paid at some point, and that's going to be Carson Wentz and well, then Brandon Graham as well. The Brandon Graham one, he, he had a pretty good game last night, t- two times in the backfield blowing up runs. Um, Derek Barnett, I, I thought, really cost you in two spots on third down. One was an inexcusable lining up in the neutral zone, and another was jumping off sides in big spots. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what him happens with him and Michael Bennett. But, um, you know, Ronald Darby is a guy... You know, I always thought when they made the trade, they weren't going to resign him because cornerback money on the open market is is big money, and he's looking like a guy that is is a really really good player, and I I think has maybe changed a lot of people's minds about trying to extend him. You know, there's going to be cap casualties, but they're going to have to push Wentz off a year to get BG and Nelson and Darby, and there's some big guys coming up that are going to be dude right away, and Darby and Nelson are definitely at the top of that list. Yeah, no, I agree. I think right now, when when you look at this team uh, defensively, you you definitely have to start looking at second contracts, and you definitely have to start looking at yeah. guys that you want to keep. But Ajayi is going to be, it's going to be tough. It depends what the running back market is, really. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Paul in Wilmington wants to talk about the game last night. What's up, Paul? Yeah, hey, I just want to say, you know, what's Brian Dawkins' deal here, man? I mean, I can't believe he called Jeffy Larry the best owner in sports. Then what is he, a hype man? I mean, dude, I am so sick and tired of this guy. I liked him as a player. I never thought he was that great. But, man, this guy is nothing but a huckster for the Eagles, and it was sickening to see him out. What? The song and doing everything. He said the vibe in the wrong term last night. And as an Eagles fan, I'm starting to hate this. Hey, Paul, hey, Paul, you're not an Eagles fan. Where'd he go? What was that take? Where'd he go? Was that a real take we got? Where did he go? You didn't hang up on that? No, I didn't hang up on him. Huh. I guess he just he just mic dropped on you. And Brian Dawkins sucks. Uh, I'm annoyed at him. I'm out. No, it doesn't even count. I didn't even think that was a possible thing. I did think the... the I think because of the weather delay, they kind of sped through the banner ceremony last night. Because it was weird. It wasn't like... 
And now, drop the banner. You know, here's your world champion. And it was yeah. just like, all of a sudden, the crowd was like, oh, oh, the banner's loose. Uh, it was weird, but I don't get the Brian Dawkins. I don't even know why you... <laughs> Paul, congratulations! You just put our brain in a pretzel. We're on two hours sleep. I can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> What's wrong with calling him the best owner in sports? The guy you paid him millions of dollars over a long period of time. Well, I, 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 I gave him a job post career, and obviously they have a very good relationship. But you know, you don't need Brian Dawkins <laughs> to tell you what you think about Jeffrey Lurie. Like you pretty much have formulated an opinion about the guy as far as an owner. That was so. great. You want to hear from Nick Foles? Let's move on from Paul. Sure. He just he just put our heads in a pretzel there. Uh, Nick Foles talked about the Eagles last night and leaning on each other and how it was a total team effort uh, to get out of that game with the W. We never turn on each other. On the sidelines, if you know the offense is struggling, the defense, they're going out there and they're going to get the ball back for us. That's their mindset. They have our backs. Vice versa, if the defense you know, gives up a couple plays, hey, we're going to go out there, we're going to help you. Special teams is the center of everything. So I think when you have a team like that throughout a tough game like this where there's not a lot of rhythm, I mean, that's, that's how you have to win games. You lean on each other, you never turn on each other, and that's what's built here. That's the character of this team. Yeah, you win with each other, you lean on each other, Aton. That's that's our morning show motto, isn't it? Yeah, I'm kind of over. I, I just want Carson back at this point. <laughs> that offense, you're, that you're offense gonna have to deal with them probably for two or three more weeks. So. And the offense isn't good enough to go three and one at this point. Um, and I don't know how fast it's going to take. I think I think they learned a valuable lesson with Ajayi early last night, and the difference he made on the field with the offense. So I think things will change a little bit in the running game. I mean, this dude's a stud. He really is. And yeah, but what are you going to do? Take uh, Darren Sproles off the field more? He was playing I well. Think, nah, you just get him more in, involved in the passing game, especially with with Alshon out. Uh, but Alshon being out was a noticeable factor. Uh, but Nelson looked good. You know, it was it was well, all short stuff to him. But but his hands look like he, they're back. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have the Waldo hands anymore. No, and I'm not worried about Aguilar. I, I knew that they would target Aguilar more. I mean, the productivity wasn't there, but still the targets were. My concern was not even so much Mike Wallace and what, what DeAndre Carter, whoever you had on the outside. It was the deep ball did not look good. Well, I think that's a thing that comes with timing, and, and Wallace was the only guy I think they tried deep. So, you know, maybe that's just Nick and him not being on the same page yet. I mean, he clearly underthrew the one, uh, you know, that he had Alfred beat on the play. If, if, if Foles leads him about three more feet, Wallace probably scores on a 60-yard play. So I think that'll come in time. Well, uh, but well you're assuming that Foles can make that throw. I don't I don't. Well, and I'm also can. assuming, in, but you saw him make that throw. When? In the Super Bowl? In the, in the Minnesota no. game. And, When's the last time? In the Alshon play in the Super Bowl. Then the Corey Clement play he put in a box. No, that wasn't like 40 yards downfield. To the put, Alshon to was like 35. I mean, whatever. He was putting the ball in the box in the end zone. And yeah, had, well, when he doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey to throw to. Well, Torrey Smith, he put, he put right on the pylon in the front of the end zone. He can do it. It's just... That wasn't a deep throw, that yeah. Torrey Smith one. Yeah, it was. Not like... That, um, was like four, that was from like the 40 out. Flea flicker. In your face. No, nah, I don't look think... It it, all right, I'll yeah, look, look it up. Yeah, look it up. I, I, don't, I, I challenge you. I will. I'll you know, to a duel. 5 a.m. hours brought to you by Car Gurus. Go to cargurus.com today to find great deals from top rated dealers near you. That's C A R G U R U S dot com. He's Aton Chandler. I'm Jamie Lynch. Sam Wilson behind the glass producing uh, the show today. And you are listening to the Fanatic at 5, Fanatic Sports Times 523. The 
Fanatic at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Texting and rules for recurring marketing messages sent via automatic text message. Terms and conditions at textrules.us. Message and data rates may apply. Do you have a passion for fitness? What if you could help people live healthier and stronger lives while building a money-making career for yourself? Well, now you can. The ISSA's Personal Trainer Certification Program is the first step to becoming a personal trainer or even becoming a gym owner. And for a limited time, the ISSA is letting you get started on the number one rated certification program absolutely free. Just text IMPACT to 246810 now to get your special link and get started on your certification free. Don't wait. There is a massive need right now for personal trainers qualified to work with and train seniors. The ISSA Senior Fitness Certification Program gives you everything you need to start working as a personal trainer and command top dollar working specifically with seniors. Just text IMPACT to 246810 now to get your special get started link free. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Once you're certified, ISSA guarantees you'll get a job. Just text IMPACT to 246810 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word IMPACT to 246810. I used to post to job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for my sales team. My hair salons. That old process was not, not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash try. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on trust pilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. Pain is something we all like to avoid, whether it's at the dentist or at a car dealer where you get the usual drill, which is why you should go to CarSense. It's only our cars that are put through the ringer. Painstakingly inspected and reconditioned with no dings, dents, or scratches. Given a lifetime engine guarantee, a six-month, 6,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty, and a no-haggle price so good, getting a deal at CarSense is never like pulling teeth. CarSense, it's car sensational. OMG, it's the mystery sale coupon at JCPenney. Oh, it's not a mystery anymore. Don't you know you can get an extra 30, 40, or 50% off across the store? Really? In store only while supplies last. Girls, we gotta go now. I think the girls already left. Wait for me. Hurry into JCPenney for the mystery sale coupon. Peel and reveal to receive an extra 30, 40, or 50% off across the store. JCPenney, style and value for all. Coupon valid 979. Giveaway available in stores only while supplies last. Must be 18 or older. Final take purchases excluded from coupon. Other exclusions apply. See store for details. We work hard at being healthier. What? And what we really need is better quality sleep. <sighs> the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. Don't miss the final days of the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Beds, now only $8.99, plus special financing available and Sunday. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. You've been there, right? You put on that jacket you haven't worn in like six months. Reach into the pocket and find a McCafe brewed coffee. Well, not really, but there is a crumpled old dollar in there. And on McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu, that's the price of any size McCafe brewed coffee or a savory sausage biscuit. Oh, and check the other pocket too. Could be a tasty sausage McMuffin in there. Find more one dollar breakfast favorites on the one, two, three dollar menu at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Tax extra. Duralast batteries are proven tough to perform in temperatures of 140 degrees and 40 below zero. Because when you can start in extreme conditions, you can start in everyday conditions. Like running late for work. A broken alarm. Creepy parking spots. Duralast. Proven tough and only at AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. 
Fanatic Philly Sports Talk. Now, one hour earlier with Aton Shander and Jamie Lynch. The Fanatic at 5. Weekday mornings at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back in. This is the Fanatic at 5. I'm Jamie Lynch in with Aton Shander. And the Eagles win! The Eagles win! Let's hear it one last time saying the final call of the game because it it sounded exactly like a play January 21st at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, You know, same exact situation. Game on the line. Final play. And by the way, the Jordan Hicks little call there, I mean, it was kind of weak. Especially on, you know, by definition of the law, yeah, it was illegal contact. But Matt Ryan threw that ball away, essentially. And it, yeah, but that doesn't matter on a legal. I know, but it was like so, it was such a weak call. Like it was like a little flick of the shoulder. Uh, but regardless, same situation. If here. it happened on the other way, then you'd be you'd be saying, "Hey, that's a penalty." Yeah, but it was also an uncatchable ball, and the real fan in me would go, "Yeah, he had no shot of catching that." No, the real fan in you would nope, be like, "No, nope. illegal contact nope. has no nope, not at all. It would have been on... rational and right down the middle." No, nope. no I'm just kidding. Uh, but here it is to end remember. the game last night to start the year one and zero. Here it is. Jones is the new eleven and twelve. Uh, Ronald Darby was phenomenal last night outside of that third and 12, you know, play where he was kind of cushioning off of Julio. He did. He had a great game, a really great game. The secondary overall played very well. And this defense is legit, legit. I think top five defense again. Yeah, the defense is better this year than we saw for a lot of games last year. I mean, the Vikings game, you could set aside the playoffs are different, but when you actually look at the body of the work uh, that they put together in the regular season last year, this defense came out and they were amazing. And yeah, Matt Ryan and that Sark offense was able to move the football down the field for a while, but at the same time, key points, even succumbing to penalties and, and just bad decisions, key points they were able to stand. And what three goal line stands that you saw in the red zone? Well, listen, to, listen to this stat uh, from Matt Ryan's red zone performance last night. He was one for nine with an interception in the end zone while targeting Julio Jones in the red zone. He was zero and three, zero for three with an interception. Matt Ryan is now one for his last twenty targeting Julio Jones in the end zone the last two seasons, including playoffs. Wow, that's uh, pretty impressive. Is that right? Including that's the playoffs? ESPN stats and info. Wow. And Steve Sarkeesian down there is a guy, you know, when Kyle Shanahan was there two years ago, Matt Ryan was an MVP. Did he? I think he actually did win MVP, not just yeah. a, a top two or three MVP guy. He went to the Super Bowl. That yeah, year. like they were, they were a dynamic offense. And now with Steve Sarkeesian, you know, they have some red zone questions to be answered. If you can't connect with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones... Well, you've got Sanu you got and Jones that, for some reason, just were not even looked at, it seemed like, for the majority of the time. And you've got two legit running backs who can catch the football. And it just felt like 
it felt like last night when every time the Falcons were in the red zone that there was more of a preseason game to them. Yeah. That they just had zero sense of urgency and they were able to move the football down the field in chunks. I mean, Julio Jones looked as good as we've oh, he, seen him against this Eagles I team. I have him on um, my one fantasy team. He still put up 22 points with like 160-something yards uh, just because he didn't score. He, st- he still dominated the game. No, I have him in one of my leagues too. You must be doing full point PPR. No, it's not. No, it's I don't just know. everybody's different. I don't trust Here's that. Here's another crazy stat from yesterday. So before um, you know Coleman scored the touchdown, the Eagles had not allowed a single rushing touchdown in 10 combined regular season and postseason games at Lincoln Financial Field in 2017 uh, and including the playoffs in 18. Yeah, I was concerned about that. That is unbelievable to would... not allow a rushing touchdown at home. And I think... Early on, there was legit concern that the Falcons were able to move the football in the yeah. field. And, and then Fletcher Cox stuffed them on that one goal line stand, which was a great play, and and the Falcons weren't able to execute. No, and I think there was legit concern kind of seeping in that this would be a different defense and that the front would be more susceptible to the run. And maybe it would be a couple of weeks before they kind of figured this thing out. But it didn't take long for them to kind of close those gaps and prevent the Falcons from really getting anything consistently, especially in the second half. I mean, you get that touchdown run, but outside of that, just well, chunks on the ground bend, seem bend to go but don't away. Break. Same as last year, you know, they'll, they'll give you your yardage in between the 20s, but come come red zone, they're going to they're gonna be relentless. I think Chris Long had one of the best games an Eagle had last night. Uh, if you had to pick your top um, top two Eagle performances from last night, where, where do yours lie? I would probably go Long and Darby for myself. Uh, you know, maybe a Jai over one of them could be made. Yeah, I go a Jai on defense. I would think Ronald Darby would be an obvious one. Yeah, he played really well. I really thought, well. I thought Rodney McLeod had a pretty he good did, game. He did. He he missed the one pick that kind of hit him in the ribs. Yeah, but uh, just being but there. otherwise he he was always in the right position. He missed the, the <laughs> he got memed a little bit early with that Julio Jones stiff arm. But outside of those two plays, he played really well. Yeah, the stiff arm was, it wasn't even a full one. That was, uh, he got it, Julio got him pretty good. I think, but again, I mean, if we're going to look at Julio, then Jalen Mills had the worst game of his career. Oh, he got toasted. Well, yeah. he got toasted on the one play, on the, the 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 double moves. There were a couple double moves that they got him on, actually. And you know who else played really well, actually? It was Sidney Jones. Yeah, he he missed a, a couple of tackles, but there was the one run play. I know when they, when they went to the Rens right side where he got a little behind the play. It he's going to be on the field a lot, so I he's, think he's going to contribute. The problem with him is how consistent of a tackler he's going to be because he's going to be up there. And the teams knowing that they're going to run a lot of base nickel, they're going to run at him, especially yeah. because there's going to be a weak side with no linebackers. So at that point, if it's Malcolm Jenkins coming up supporting, you know, Rod, again McLeod outside of the one thing with the stiff arm. There's going to be more need for Sidney Jones to make tackles. But I think ultimately the defense, I mean, you, it would be hard-pressed to find somebody outside of maybe Mills due to the circumstances yeah, that a bad great. game. Uh, it's really tough now with Darby, Jones, and Avante Maddox. They're all in the 20s jersey-wise, and they all have dreads. So there was like two plays last night where I was like, yeah, nice play, Sydney. Oh, that was Darby. Nice play, Darby. Oh, that was Sydney. Hmm. So <laughs> they were kind of tough to tell. And the same thing's going to go. Is that why Al Michaels was screwing everything Maybe. up? Maybe. Uh, same thing's going to be for Ertz. Why, are you answer- why won't you go after Al Michaels? He had a I think NBC night. had one of the worst produced games that I've ever seen them have last yeah, night. Yeah, but Al Michaels was brutal. I know he's like your well, you got a fathead of Al Michaels at home. <laughs> 
Uh, Al's a good, he's a good dude. So no, is Chris, actually. No, Chris but, is a great guy, and I still stick up for Chris, even yeah, though that he, he makes mistakes. But they, but they're I rip not him too. anti-Philly, they just are... No, 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 I wasn't saying anti-Philly, no, I just no, didn't think Al like, had a good game. No, they didn't, and their Super Bowl was bad, and I and I wonder how much of the, uh, the refs have an effect on their calls, because I feel like, you know, with 29 flags, and Chris Collinsworth was saying last night... With the one, like, what was it, the catch? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I think that's overruled. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they're just... The Julio Jones one? Well, that one, and then there was a scoring play, too, wasn't there? Was it the Ajayi one where he, he crossed the goal line and then fumbled it? Whatever. I forget what it was, but, you know, oh, that's not... And then he was totally wrong. Just um, like he was with Zach Ertz. Just like he was with Ertz. So I think the refs are in their head. And I think it affects their play calling. But at the end of the game last night, Collinsworth was like, oh, the Eagles really have their uh, lucky rabbit's foot out. I'm going, maybe they're just a good football team, Chris. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? And maybe there's no luck involved. It's it's They're a good defense that has stopped Julio Jones in the red zone with the game on the line twice now in seven months. How about that? Yeah. So, it. yeah, I don't know. They, they were, it, it, production-wise, they did that one Madden camera angle on the deep ball from Foles where they shot behind him. I thought that kind of sucked. Uh, I thought the pregame ceremony was completely rushed through and the audio was off. Like he, it, I didn't even watch. The, we were at Sugar House, so I couldn't even tell you what, yeah, what the pregame ceremony was. I just thought was. it was NBC's worst game in a while. It's a lot which, of Rodney Harrison and Tony Dungy. That's what yeah, I saw. In a, in a tunnel. Uh, yeah, that was weird, too. I just think they... Um, and Mike Tirico, I forgot that he was even a part Casas of this. Casas is out. I think he's only doing like Olympics now. How is Tirico? Uh, I never interacted with him a ton. But no, I, no, no, no. I, I don't care. Oh, oh, how was his performance? I don't care about I your meant, personal like, how, interactions how, with how Mike, Mike Tirico. How is Mike Tirico as a dude? No, nobody cares about that. Uh, uh, Tirico's all right. I think. He, I mean, he's your consummate professional, and you know what you're going to get every time with Tirico. He's just a standard robot. <laughs> just Basically. plug and play. Just yeah. like wind him up like a watch. Pat Nambler's up next. What's up, Pat? What's going on, hey, Shander? What's going on, bro? What's, What's up, going on, buddy? Want to know, baby? Want to know? Like I called it. Well, listen, uh, you guys did a great job yesterday covering the Eagles from some from six a.m. to six p.m. You guys did a really fantastic job. I think you fellas should be heading out to Vegas to cover Flyers up <laughs> You guys really did. It all. Is that what they're opening this year? They're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So Ooh. I think you guys should be heading out there. What date is the that? It's uh, that's October fourth. October fourth. Do you know what day of the week that is? Uh, Tuesday. Oh. No, I, I'm sure we could convince. Well, you know, October 4th, that's tough. Eagles time. You don't want to pull away from that. No, no, I mean, you still talk Eagles, but still be out No, I was just thinking about a trip out to Vegas and, and doing a couple of shows out there. But, yeah, it's Philadelphia Eagles, and we, we've already forgotten about the baseball team. <laughs> but, listen, I, I want to talk about the Eagles. I think their defense is scary good. Yeah, like, real deal. I think, I mean... I mean, stopping Julio Jones, I mean, I think it sends a message to the whole NFL league. I know, like, the rest of the league has their eyes on the Eagles, but it's just, like, it's crazy. Like, Julio Jones has best, like, one of his best games and still got shut down. Like, and the, the secondary came up clutch. It's, like, it's amazing to watch this, sec- like, this defense. I keep on going back to 9-2, but this might be better than 9-2 defense with the Reggie years. Ooh. Well, just look at last year. Thanks I mean, call, Pat. You don't need to go back to 92. You don't need to go back to 04. Just look at last year. Last year is the mark right now to base it off of. And last year, the defense was good enough to be top three, top five throughout the regular season. Good enough to shut good teams down, good offenses down in the playoffs. This defense, and it's a small, short sample size, but this defense last night, especially in the first half, looked like they'd be able to shut down anybody in the NFL. 
Yeah, that defensive line is going to be nasty. Like, Brandon Graham is basically, he was out there last night, played pretty well. He didn't even play in the preseason, you know what I mean? Like, What do you think his snap count was? Uh, let me pull it up. Who Zach Berman usually has that. Berman? Berman usually tweets out the uh, I'd be the curious count. to know how many snaps Brandon Graham played last All right, night. I'll find that for you, and hopefully I'll have it on the other something side. Something to keep an eye on. You know when a guy's up for money, it's something to keep an eye on. There, there, it's, it's an interesting situation because Darby, like who do you want, Darby or Graham? You probably don't get both of them. No, I don't Darby, know. Darby, Graham, and Aguilar. Pick, pick two. It, it depends on, at this point, it honestly depends on two guys. It depends on Sidney Jones and Derek Barnett. All right, let me tell you this. If you're starting your mornings the right way, you already know. If not, then you should be with us and Action News. You need to. They have the best morning news program in the Delaware Valley, Action News, from 4.30 in the morning to 7. You can catch the latest news, weather, traffic, sports, and more, and Action News fabulous traffic reporter Karen Rogers. Not only does Karen save you time in the morning with her traffic reports, bro, but she also played classical piano as a child and even performed on the piano in the Miss New Jersey pageant. Wow. She loves her big family. Karen has 25 nieces and nephews. Karen was born and raised in South Jersey with her nine brothers and sisters. Look at these fun facts from Karen. She grew up watching Action News like you grow up watching nine Action News. Nine brothers and sisters? Wow. But Karen never imagined being on this station. Now, how, why would anyone? It's a dream. In 1996, she joined the station as a producer and reporter. It's no surprise that Karen and the rest of the team are the best of the best. You can catch Karen and the entire Action News team We. Weekdays, 4.30 to 7 a.m. on 6 ABC. And starting next week, they add an extra half hour just for the early birds. They'll be getting started at 4 a.m. So start your mornings the right way with Karen Rogers weekdays on Action News. The Fanatic at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Texting and rules for recurring marketing messages sent via automatic text message. Terms and conditions at textrules.us. Message and data rates may apply. Do you have a passion for fitness? What if you could help people live healthier and stronger lives while building a money-making career for yourself? Well, now you can. The ISSA's Personal Trainer Certification Program is the first step to becoming a personal trainer or even becoming a gym owner. And for a limited time, the ISSA is letting you get started on the number one rated certification program absolutely free. Just text IMPACT to 246810 now to get your special link and get started on your certification free. Don't wait. There is a massive need right now for personal trainers qualified to work with and train seniors. The ISSA Senior Fitness Certification Program gives you everything you need to start working as a personal trainer and command top dollar working specifically with seniors. Just text IMPACT to 246810 now to get your special get started link free. Don't wait another day to start your career in fitness. Once you're certified, ISSA guarantees you'll get a job. Just text IMPACT to 246810 right now to get started with your ISSA certification for free. Text the word IMPACT to 246810. Being thick grass is more important than just the looks. The more grass you have, the less weeds you have. Now, my guys in Natural Lawn are scientists that can explain exactly how it works. I'm not, but they tell me it's simple. So hire my guys in Natural Lawn of America. That's my lawn care company. In the fall, it's important to set the table to get your lawn ready for not only the spring, but it'll help for the rest of the year. So aeration and seeding are essential. Now, whether you live in PA or New Jersey, Natural Lawn's aeration and seeding service will help restore your lawn's health and beauty. The products are organic-based, the techs are the best in the business, and they've been helping my lawn grow at its best for many years. And I continue to recommend them because it works. you got to call Natural Lawn of America for their limited time offer today. Schedule Natural Lawn's full service program and they will seed your lawn free of charge. 
Now, I just told you how important seeding is. It's free. Call 800-FREE-SEED. That's 800-FREE-SEED. It's my lawn care company, Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. It's the little things, like nailing a group photo. One, two, three, cheese. Or finding new trends in fragrances, beauty, and skincare at Peebles. We have the latest designer scents for him and her, including Coach and Ralph Lauren. Plus, beauty and skincare brands like Estee Lauder, Clinique, The Balm, and Philosophy. And all at great prices. Come visit our beauty bar in-store today or find our entire selection online. Fresh styles, big savings, and fun perks every day. Peebles. Little things mean everything. Peebles is part of our Sage family. Offer exclusion supply. Rich Eisen here. If you haven't seen the Honda Accord yet, get ready. Because it's going to wow you. It's been totally redesigned with a stunning exterior and beautiful style details. It also has cutting-edge technology like an available wireless phone charger and an available head-up display that puts information right in front of you. Plus, the Accord now comes with standard Honda sensing, a set of safety features that can help you out on the road. I know you're going to love it, so visit your local Honda dealer and check out the most sophisticated Accord yet. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches. Because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cash back match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. You've been there, right? You put on that jacket you haven't worn in like six months. Reach into the pocket and find a McCafe brewed coffee. Well, not really, but there is a crumpled old dollar in there. And on McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu, that's the price of any size McCafe brewed coffee or a savory sausage biscuit. Oh, and check the other pocket too. There'll be a tasty sausage McMuffin in there. Find more one dollar breakfast favorites on the one, two, three dollar menu at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Tax extra. OMG, it's the mystery sale coupon at JCPenney. Oh, it's not a mystery anymore. Don't you know you can get an extra 30, 40, or 50% off across the store? Really? In store only while supplies last. Girls, we gotta go now. I think the girls already left. Wait for me. Hurry into JCPenney for the mystery sale coupon. Peel and reveal to receive an extra 30, 40, or 50% off across the store. JCPenney. Style and value for all. Coupon valid 979. Giveaway available in stores only while supplies last. Must be 18. Final pay purchases excluded from coupon. Other exclusions apply. See store for details. Pay off credit card debt with a personal loan from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Life can add up quickly. Like when your youngest needed braces the same week as your oldest tuition was due. And then you got hit with a vet bill for the real baby of the family. Debt happens. It's how you get out that counts. Get a personal loan from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Fixed interest rates, monthly payment options, and no fees, ever. Learn more at Marcus.com. Things are about to change around here. Catch up on the Philly sports you missed the night before. And what's coming up later in the day. The Fanatic at 5 with Aton Chander and Jamie Lynch. This is new. Weekday mornings at 5. Live on 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back in. This is a Fanatic at 5. Anthony Gargano and Bob Cooney are about to join from the Tropicana in Atlantic City. And the Eagles are in first place. And get used to it because this defense is real deal. Uh, Sam, let's cue up the Philly special play call from last night. Uh, it's the uh, Foles reception trick play is how it's labeled. Um, I can't believe Doug did it again. 
I I, I just kind of laughed to myself there. But the offense was stagnant. They needed a spark. And I think that's the reason Doug called it. And here it is from Alan Chris. Philly special part two. Third down and five. McKinley went off the field. Derek Shelby comes in in his stead. And now you got a little razzle-dazzle. Aguilar's going to throw the ball to Foles. <laughs> Play of the night. Gee, where have we seen that before? Doug, uh... Yeah, we saw that in the Super Bowl 52, Al. Yeah, again. They just didn't uh, They didn't have their best game. That was a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Chris. I think that Collinsworth is the best player. Well, Al's one of there. the best ever to do it. But yeah, yeah, he well, may be on the back end of his, his career. <laughs> the guy's a legend. Is there You're a looking senior for me tour? to back the bus over us. Yeah, is there a senior tour you can oh, evolve geez. to, like in golf? Uh, what are you, an ageist? Yes. <laughs> Uh, but pretty cool. And Doug Peterson, after the game, talked about why he called Philly Philly again in a big spot. There was a play we had uh, put in for this week. Uh, it was a play that was in our third down menu. Uh, we were on the correct hash mark, and it was the right time of the game. What do you call it? <laughs> Philly Philly. <laughs> was the play. Nice. Uh, pretty great. You know, nice. statue outside of it. And they ran it again. And, they kind of had to. I think Bud Light was pretty much like, listen, guys, <laughs> we spent so much money on this statue. Can you at the very least acknowledge the statue? And the easiest way to acknowledge, I mean, come on. Just run it again. That's not even a conspiracy right there. That's Bud Light providing a statue for a play last year called the Philly Special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they run the same thing, which was basically the play that the Patriots ran. Last year, yeah, it was. It was essentially. It wasn't. That. It wasn't the Philly special that they ran. It was the Patriots play. I mean, it was the Philly special. Just Nick wasn't in motion, and it wasn't a direct snap to Clement. But same exact. Yeah, but motion. Brady wasn't was right. Yeah, but Brady dropped that. That's people, what I'm saying. Yeah, is people forget that. Even more Tom of Brady a stick, dropped it. Even more of a stick at the Patriots that they were able to run their play better in the opening night. And it yeah. wasn't even against the Patriots. Yeah, pretty cool sound from Chris Long last night. Uh, we'll play for you right here, courtesy of NBC Sports Philly. He talked about the crowd's involvement in the game and how the crowd was a big part of the win because he thinks that, you know, they kind of got in Matt Ryan's head a little bit. Here's Chris Long after the game. These fans came out and bailed us out with, with noise and, and energy when we weren't playing our best at times tonight. I mean, third down was electric, and uh, I know it affected them in protection and um, in communication because we were getting after it, and the crowd had a lot to do with that. Yeah, Matt Ryan didn't look comfortable there uh, at times in the game. He he was getting a lot of pressure. You know, he had... He had when did the crowd bail the defense out, though? I mean, the defense was playing insane all game. Well, I guess he means, like, on third downs and protections and coverage and, you know, calling out stuff at the line. If I thought I thought the guys on the field played exceptional. They did. They I, did. And I, I, I don't want to minimize... I think Chris is... I think the place was probably rocking last night. I wasn't yeah. in there. The but. offense need bailing out, and I don't know how much... And they were being booed. Yeah, yeah, there so, was there was some low rumbling booze last night. The right. Philadelphia fan is going nowhere. Just just curious as to where he got that. That's yeah, right. I think maybe just trying to throw some bouquets at the fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I'm call sure it, call it for what it is. I'm then. sure you know Matt Ryan had to you know a tough time hearing and calling out plays sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to Philadelphia. That's that's, that's, that's the norm. Advantage. Yeah, right. Yeah, Joe in Northeast Philly wants to talk about the birds. What's up, Joe? Hey guys, how are you this morning? Oh, so, we're great, man. Want to know? You got a problem with Brian Dawkins yeah. too? <laughs> I don't know how much. I don't know how much of my uh, my heart could take this much more. I and that was that was a nerve wracking first game, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, can we not play Atlanta no more? I know. Seriously, again? I can't do the end of the game. One second, one play to Julio Jones uh, anymore. Uh, that was crazy. I've got a quick question for you. Maybe you guys can explain it to me. That uh, intentional grounding rule. 
it kind of confused me a little bit. It was, isn't this supposed to be a loss of down? Well, the one time it was last night when Ryan um, was in the tackle box and threw it away, but I think another time it wasn't. Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? If I remember, you yeah, the one you were talking about right before the uh, right after the Julio catch. Yeah, they, you know, it was right at the at the play. It was second and down. It was second and ten. Then the you know the loss of down, the spot foul, and then the loss of down. But then it was third and twenty four. Should have been fourth down. Then at that point. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the specifics, but I do think they lost it down on the one. I thought it was called twice on Ryan. Um, maybe. I think it was only called once, and that was right after the Julio catch. Yeah. But at that time, at that time, it was second and ten. Well, that play would have been third and ten, but the loss of down should have been fourth and ten. I, I think when loss of downs is just not repeating because a lot of times on penalties you'll repeat second down, so yeah, you lose yeah, it to yeah. go to third. So it's not like a yeah, it's yeah, not like a two downs. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. a drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a okay. non-repeat of of second because normally that would be second and twenty. Instead, right. it would be if third it's holding and or something like or that. Yeah. All right, well, sounds good. Thanks All right, have a good one, Joe. All right, buddy. Um, another weird one with the refs last night, and you know I'm not complaining about it, just pointing it out was the the. Offsetting penalties on the kickoff. Do you remember this? Yep. They, they call it was the punt. Actually, it was a really good punt, and they did holding on the Falcons, holding on the Eagles. Uh, but they named two Falcons players, and then NBC was like, "Oh, you know, we think we saw something from Shelton Gibson here. We'll show it to you on the other side." And then they, they never, never did. did. No. And I think the refs screwed up and had two Falcons holding and not an Eagle, and it cost the Eagles like twenty five yards on that punt. Because new uh, new punter, your boy Cameron Johnston. He's going to be a weapon, He man. looks like he's got a, a little bit of a thunder leg on him. A little bit. I mean, listen. <laughs> the one was like 55 in the air, I think, last First night. four weeks of the season, he might be the he might be the MVP as far as <laughs> bailing this offense out. <laughs> think about it. He did that last night. There were a couple of really crappy drives that stalled. And he boomed those punts and shifted the field position for the Falcons, who were able to take advantage of chunks of the field, but then died in the red zone. Who knows? If they were short punts, or who knows if he wasn't able to boom those, and the Falcons had shorter fields to work with, it might have changed it. But I thought he was—he was a huge key last night. Like, if, yeah, if he you, had a good game. If you wanted me to do a top three keys of the game, oh yeah, you're putting Johnson in your top three. I'll put Johnson number, number three. How dare you? Anything to replace that stupid nickname of the previous punter? I'm ready to go. I'm the only one that calls him that. Are you talking about Donkey Leg? Once he no, came out, no, no. who are you talking about? Uh, bones, your boy bag Donnie Durag, bag of bones. Don Bonnie Bagabon, he's got like Barry six nicknames. He's the best. He was the best. Honestly, no, Cam Johnson's going to be best. <laughs> How dare you? Once I saw Donkey Leg walk out of the coin toss, I go, this game's over. I don't even know why the Falcons are showing up. They pulled out Selleck and your <laughs> Selleck boy. Selleck and Donkey Leg. They man. insult Selleck by bringing a punter out. Oh, Donnie well. Durag. That team loved Donnie Durag. I don't How care. dare you? I don't care if the entire city. He was great last people year. People love that statue How still. How dare you? Get You're listening to the Fanatic at 5. Get out of here. Thanks to Sam for producing the show today. Your Philadelphia Eagles are in first place. Want to know? Get excited. We send it down to the Tropicana with, Atl- uh, with Anthony and Bob. Coming up next, Fanatic Sports Times, 555.